Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Well, welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Brand new week. Hope you've enjoyed your week. Hope you enjoyed the holiday season. You know, anytime you can get together and eat lots of turkey, uh, Randy, and just uh, have fun doing it. Uh, is is all good. You know, I, I remember a little bit ago, people used to talk about putting on their dinner pants. Well, you don't want to <laughs> have those be too stretchy while you're uh, going through Thanksgiving season. But folks, hope you had a great time with family and just had a great time in general. Again, back into the Wealth and Health Show this week. We're excited for you this week. We had a great show lined up. Uh, going to be talking about a lot of things. Randy's going to share a little bit about that with you. Uh, but we got a, a great guest coming on later, Brett Bear. You probably have heard the name, or if you haven't, you'll ring a bell that Brett Bear is one of the anchors for a variety of different things on Fox News and was very uh, mainstream there in the election season that went on. So we got him coming on a little bit later in the show to talk about his his book, as well as a variety of other things, how he got into journalism, what did it look like, how has the world of journalism changed today, and election seasons moving forward. And you're not going to want to miss, again, we talk about his, his new books, or his book, Current, really, Special Heart, a really neat story about his son and family and all that they went through with that. But Boy, I'll tell you, Randy, it's just amazing how fast time flies. I cannot believe each and every week we're doing a show and it's like, wow, we just did a show. You yeah. know, it just things go so, it's so quick. And the year goes that way as well, especially when you got little kids like you do, because uh, I mean, it just yeah. flies by. And that is one of the yeah. things that we're going to deal with a little bit later on during our Ask Michael segment about things that you can do before the end of the year, because it really does creep up on you. This is a busy time of year. It's hard to sit down and deal with some things, but some of them you really do need to 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 get in on before December 31st. Yeah, well, there's always uh, year-end things that you got to be paying attention to, certainly with your portfolio or your business or other things. And, you know, just to really make sure that you're you're dialing in to everything that you need to do, that's important. And folks, obviously, at any point in time you're listening to the show, if you're new to the show, welcome in. If you've been listening to us each and every week, uh, we appreciate your consistency. Hopefully, you've been getting a lot of value. We'd love to hear your feedback, though. Give us a ring at 888-511-WALL. Again, 888-511-9255. If you got a question for us on the show or you want to hear a question answered on the show or if you just want a second opinion on your portfolio. Uh, another place you can catch us is leanonthewall.com. Now, Randy, that's important because, you know, as we've talked in the past, we, we're seeing a lot more uh, uptick or a, a bigger uptick, I, I guess, if you will, of people actually tuning into the show via the Internet. The Internet obviously has changed uh, ever since Al Gore created it. It's really changed a lot of things. And uh, I mean, in all honesty, the Internet has changed a lot of things. And so. We're seeing, you know, people t today with their smartphones and their Bluetoothing, you know, streaming 
uh, music to their cars or whatever else it may be. What we're seeing is a lot of people actually tuning into the show uh, when they want, as they want. And so they'll subscribe to the show via different mechanisms. If you go to leanonthewall.com and you click on the radio media tab, you'll find there ways that you can subscribe to the show via iTunes. If, you, if you're an Apple user and you got an iPhone, uh, your podcast app, you can go ahead and click on the podcast app and just search Wealth and Health Show. Uh, you can, if, you, if you're an Android user, you know, you just download any podcast app and you can and you click on or search for Wealth and Health Show. Uh, or you can just go to leanonthewall.com, click on radio media, and that's real simple. But we're seeing a big uptick in that. And I, I always like to share that, Randy, because a lot of people are, aren't thinking maybe that way sometimes. Hey, I didn't get to, get to catch the whole show, but I'd like to hear the rest. You know, wonder what that show was like the other week with Kenny Chesney. What were they talking about or Vince Gill or whatever it may be? And now they can subscribe that way and listen to what they want when they want. Kind of like Burger King. Have it your way. <laughs> All right. right away, right? <laughs> well, we want people to interact with us, that's for sure. And if you do have a question, you can go to the comment area where Contact Us is on the uh, website there. Uh, this week, we're going to be handling some questions. We took our microphone out on the street during the Ask Michael segment. We'll talk about you. How often do you look at your accounts? Are you a, uh, a daily voyeur of what's going up and going down? Or do you just check it once a month or once a quarter? Or it's, it's just completely out of your, your, your radar there. We'll talk about that. And how important is it to have a written plan for your retirement? We'll talk about that a little bit as well. Brett Baer is coming up from Fox News. But we want to start something today that, you know, I think that, Michael, because we're on on Sunday morning, there's a lot of people that listen to us on the way to church, a lot of people who come here because they know that you're a faith-based person. So I think that uh, the, the Wealth and Health Show is kind of a place where, where faith and finance kind of merge. So when we took our microphones out, we wanted to ask some people, you know, some questions like that. You know, what are you thankful for? And we got some really interesting answers. I'm thankful for family and friends. Definitely for my family, my kids, my beautiful wife. It's been a challenging year for this country, and I'm just very thankful for all the servicemen and firemen, policemen, and all their services for all of us so we can feel safe. And I think the difference between this year and even a couple of years ago is that I'm happier because I'm thankful for what I already have, not for what I want. And just to know that, you know, there's so much good in the world. We don't hear that and see that on the news, and uh, and yet there is. And just to be able to see that and to know that the blessings are there. Well, you know, we just came through Thanksgiving, Michael. This is that time of year when we, we do give thanks, and we should more often. We should all year long. But there were some interesting answers there, wasn't there? Well, there really were. And, you know, I think the idea of being thankful for what we have, again, like you said, it's easier when we go through a season, right? But it's a mindset and it's a, it's a lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle. And, and, you know, one of the things that I've experienced, Randy, over the years is, and folks, as you're listening to this out there, you've probably experienced the same. As you interact and you be very specific and you be intentional about actually having people in your life that are thankful. You know, have you ever been around? I remember the quote that says, acid destroys the vessel in which it dwells. Now, this is totally opposite end of the spectrum here, Randy, but, you know, you're in a situation where you go around people. I remember when I sold books door to door, I did it for three years when I went to Liberty, uh, is where I went to college. In the summer times, I sold books door to door to pay my way through and, and all of that. And one of the things that I learned is I remember our sales team and sales managers always telling us, listen, every morning when you wake up, you're going to have Ned negative on your shoulder. <laughs> and you got to determine whether or not you're going to brush that guy off 
uh, and and not listen to what he has to say, or you're going to take in what he has to say and listen to the negative input. So, you know, I think I think really when you look at that 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 quote, "acid destroys the vessel in which it dwells." is very, very powerful. You know, we've all experienced relationships with people that are just consistently negative. They're consistently in a way that they do not see the bright side. They don't have the foresight, nor do they want to really have the foresight that, you know, things could get better per se. Everything's always bad. And so I think that thankful attitude comes from positioning ourselves well, where we are putting the right things into our minds on purpose uh, you know, your mind isn't just automatically going to think positive thoughts. You need to make an actual concerted effort to put positive things into your brain. And then in addition, you need to reinforce that, Randy, with other people in your life that are positive. You know, at my work, you know, we call them energy vampires. <laughs> they well, yeah, suck the life yeah. out of you, you know? Just suck it right out of you. It's yeah. just, you know, I love what Zig Ziglar used to say. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You know, so we, we got to be in a situation where, you know, thinking positive is not going to allow a four and a half. You know, it's not going to allow Shaquille O'Neal b- to be able to be a jockey, mm-hmm. you know, riding a horse. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you know, physically, it's, a, it's an impossibility. But at the end of the day, we need to be in a place where we are focusing and continue looking to focus on what we have. I love the verse in Matthew 6, 21, and it says, "Where for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's a powerful verse. And folks, I tell you, I'm a big believer. You know, when we sit down with folks and we look at doing a second opinion for their wealth or really creating a plan for them, we talk a lot about the idea that the fact that finances, the wealth that we have been blessed with is nothing more than a tool. It's a library card. It gives us access. It gives us the ability. Listen, I like I like to live in a nice house. I like to drive a nice car. I like to eat at nice restaurants. I like to take nice trips but they don't define my life. And when we get to the place where our life starts to be defined by the stuff that we have, I love this thought, and that is materialism is not how much you have, but rather how much has you. Think about that for a minute. Materialism is not how much you have, but rather how much has you. If you're in a situation where you can't live life and you don't have friends that can come around you or that will come around you if you don't have certain types of stuff or live in a certain type of home or drive a certain car or whatever it may be, then you got the, I got to tell you, you got the wrong kind of friends Mm -hmm. and going through that life can be very miserable. You need people that are going to love on you and care about you regardless of what happens, even though there's a lot of things outside there, outside of our control. So I think where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. It's so crucial, Randy, that we look at wealth as a tool and we decide then from there realizing, listen, there's a lot of things we can control. There's a lot of things we can't control. Let's create a plan that's conducive to a Allow us to maximize this tool we've been blessed with and use it for the good, for our life, to help other people, uh, for a variety of nonprofits and charities to really make a difference. And that's what matters long term. That's what brings joy. That's what really brings joy, ultimate joy. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. We're in our faith and finance section here. and We're talking a little bit about being thankful at this time of the year. And Michael, when you sit down and talk about, you know, having wealth and using wealth in the correct way, I think that it is biblical to say that there is a responsibility that goes along with having wealth or, I mean, just sharing what you have. I mean, that is being a good steward of what you've been given. I think that's a big part of what you are and what this show is too. 
Well, that's exactly why, uh, Randy, in the book that uh, we just recently uh, re-released, second edition, you know, I decided I went ahead and I put a, I put a new chapter in there called Steward Well. You know, there's a verse in Deuteronomy that talks about basically beware that you say in your own mind that it is me, you know, who is able to get this and get that. You know, basically they're saying beware. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. It's God who's giving you the ability to get this wealth. And to whom much is given, much is required, right? So we got to be in a situation where we say it's not about just protecting and growing wealth just to protect and grow wealth. It's about what are we doing with what we've been blessed with? And how can we use this tool to impact and change others' lives? Uh, because now, now it goes from just consequential day-to-day being able to buy and sell to transformational. And you're transforming other people's lives, which then creates a, a, a shift and a move in culture in general as people kind of drink the Kool-Aid and buy into the reality that, listen, we're here to bless others, and that's what it's about. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. We'd love for the opportunity to sit down and talk to you about some of the concepts that Michael is talking about and how they affect your life, how they affect your wealth, and how you can use your wealth and have more responsibility and use your wealth as a good steward. That's kind of what Michael's mission is, to help people just like you. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL. 888-511-9255 or check us out online which is leanonthewall.com if you take a look there you're going to see a picture of Michael with the book that's just been re-released it's called Retire Once, Retire Well you'll hear more about that as we go through the show but uh, it'd be a great Christmas gift for somebody I think or maybe even yeah. a great Christmas gift for you we're going to take a break, we're going to come back we have our Ask Michael segment coming up we also have Brett Bear from Fox News he's coming to town, Michael spent a few minutes with him We'll have that for you coming up on the Wealth and Health Show. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online, leanonthewall.com. As we go through the show, we'll be talking about some things, and you're probably going to want to know a little bit more. We invite you to give us a call or go to our website. There's a place there where you can click, where you can get a review. You can come in to see Michael and say, hey, where am I with this right now? Where do I stand? I'd like to know. That's a great start for your conversation. Again, 888 888- 511 wall or 888-511-9255. Well, Michael, we're going to do our Ask Michael segment. We've got a lot of people that have a lot of questions. We go out on the street to find out what they are. Here we go. Can I ask you something? I've been wondering. Let me ask you a question. Here's a question for you. All right. One of the things that we want to know about is our accounts and how often we should be looking at them and taking all of that in. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. So we took our microphones out and said, how often do you look at your accounts? Last week, I feel like I'm comfortable with it. 
I look at it on a regular basis and I also go online and look when the market starts moving up and down. I will go in and look and, and see where I'm at and what I'm doing and so on and so forth. But I do monitor all my accounts. Those people seem like they're pretty in touch. Michael, should <laughs> do, do we get a little carried away with this? How often should we really be looking at these things? Well, you know, I think sometimes people can get carried away. Listen, there's nothing wrong with eating candy. Just don't eat it all, all the time and too much, you know, because it's bad for your body. Uh, listen, I love chocolate. So, if, you know, if, if, you, if you eat too much chocolate, it can be bad for you. If you eat just the right amount, it can be okay for you. I, think, I really think that's kind of the same thing. You know, if you are too into your financial scene, now hear, hear me out, folks. I'm not saying don't pay attention to your money. I am not saying don't pay attention to what's happening. We see a lot of people come in because they're not paying attention or they don't know what's going on. And that's really important. Uh, but at the end of the day, Randy, I think the big key here is, you know, you don't want to be in a place where you create financial paranoia, right? You want to stay away from that. One of the ways that can occur is by looking at your accounts too often. If you are in a situation where you have a plan that is designed and created for time, and most of the time if you're in the market, obviously you're in a situation where it's an overtime situation, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. Looking at the accounts each and every day is, is not going to cause you to be less stressed when you go home at night. You know, if you just if you just pick up your phone, you say, I'm just going to check the stock market real quick every night before you go to bed. I can guarantee you, because I've done it before, you're going to be in a situation where you're not going to sleep as well, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why you need to have the right plan in, the, in place in the beginning. So that way, you know how much risk you are or are not taking. And, and for us, you know, a question we always like to ask is, what do you do if your advisor gets it wrong? What systems are in place if your advisor gets it wrong? Because we're, we're human. We're not perfect. So we have systems that we've put in place that if we get it wrong, there's some backups, which, which I think is really, really important because you're dealing with people's wealth. They've worked their whole life for what they have. So I think over-monitoring can lead to financial paranoia, and we want to avoid that. But, you know, consistent, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, Listen, some of our clients don't look at their accounts, you know, every quarter. They, you know, they know it's being taken care of and, mm -hmm. and they don't care. Um, so I guess it just really comes up, up to the person. But I think every day is a little much, unless you just <laughs> love the market and you're buying and selling and, and you're day trading. Gotcha. All right. Another question that we had for people is kind of going along with exactly what you said. Do you have a written financial plan? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. That would probably be <laughs> a question for my husband. Uh, got a budget. I do have a written plan for my retirement based on some investments I have, and then I know what my projected is for Social Security. But other than that, that's about it. Okay. So, Michael, what is what are the good components? So we just went through Thanksgiving. There was an awful lot of things out on my table, and I knew that all of that went together to make one great meal. What are the components of a good written financial plan? Well, it definitely has to be holistic. Um, and, you know, sometimes it, it's, it's got to be written. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the person. But at the end of the day, it definitely has to be talked about and talked through. A holistic plan, I think, is huge, Randy, because what it does is it gives the investor, it gives the client, it gives the consumer, whatever word you want to use, you know, the faith that everything that, that is needed is being taken care of. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, you're in a situation where a lot of people focus primarily on their money, their wealth. Uh, how much did I make today? How much did I make this month? How much did I make this year? And, and those are all good things. Obviously, we want to pay attention to that, right? But Randy, I think what's even, even more important sometimes than that, uh, even though that's very important, 
you know, protecting wealth is important. We, we really, from my perspective, we like to look at a client's wealth as though they are the CEO of their portfolio or of that business. You know, somebody's got a million bucks or 10 million bucks or a hundred million dollars or whatever the number is, they're the CEO of that company, right? And now it kind of just sheds a little different light on the topic. So now our focus isn't just, okay, we're going to make how much money? Now it's saying, okay, well, what are some of the factors that come into a business and in particular this business that we need to worry about? Well, risk mitigation. What does that mean? Well, what happens if somebody sues you? What kind of layers of protection do you have in place if somebody sues you? What happens in in the instance that, you know, taxes go up in the future and they're probably going to go up. So what are you doing right now currently? Uh, what kind of advice have you been receiving currently? Uh, and pro- it's got to be proactive, by the way. So if you're if you have an advisor, the advice you should be getting, you're paying for advice. The advice should be proactive. They should be bringing it to you. You, the listener, those of you out there, you should not be bringing advice to your advisor. Hey, I heard this, I heard that. What do you think we should do about that? Well, that kind of gives you an idea. They're probably not holistic in nature, okay? Uh, so we need to be in a situation where we're dealing with taxes. What are we? What strategies are we looking to implement to reduce taxes? You know, Danny Lasseter, uh, we've talked about her before, Randy. She's my partner in Wall, Lasseter & Company, which is a separate company, and it's focused for advanced tax planning. Uh, for those that are in the Palm Beach area, they'll know uh, Palm Beach Atlantic University, the Lasseter Education Center. That's Danny's family. And, you know, the focus there, as she came out of doing what she did, she was a, a business attorney at Gunster for a long time, uh, for a little while, really, I should say. And then we connected. It was the right fit. And now we focus uh, in that end and also in the planning side to how can we minimize taxation? So that's another spoke, another piece of the pie that as a business owner, we need to take care of. So we got to minimize risk lawsuits, uh, market risk. Uh, we need to worry about taxation. We need to talk about long-term care insurance, long-term care in general. What are we going to do with that? Uh, whether you can self-insure or not, most of our clients, Randy, can self-insure, but does it make more financial sense for the company, for the business, to use a certain portion of its interest uh, to fund and, and fund that risk and deflect and defer that risk somewhere else? Uh, so that's another thing that we discuss. And, uh, you know, just a variety of other things, legacy planning, estate planning. Uh, are, are we looking to give money to charities? All of these things come into the picture and we need to look at them all because if we just look at just growing our money, we're missing a lot of it. Uh, an example that I like to use is, listen, folks, if you're listening to this out there, think about it like this. Let's say you had some planning that was being implemented that allowed you the ability on your portfolio to save 10 to 15% a year in taxes. Now, I'm not saying you'll be able to do that, but let's just use this as an example. If that were the case, in my eyes, if you can save 10 or 15% in taxes, that's just like making 10 or 15%, Randy. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important that you evaluate it all. So those things... Uh, minimizing risk, long-term care, estate planning, uh, tax planning, you know, protecting the wealth, growing it reasonably, and having it set up correctly, as well as uh, protecting against lawsuits and other things are all vital in that plan. And it's interesting because when you listen to a lot of programs, all you hear about is protect your money, income, and social security. And that's all you hear about. And I mean, you've brought up an awful lot of ways, a lot of different legs there that I never really thought about. And and that should be kind of a sign, don't you think, when you sit down with somebody and you're interviewing an advisor, what are they showing you? What, what avenues are they going to to try to help you? Well, you got to know, listen, if, if you're exactly right. Okay, let's let's think about this in a simple facet, right? Let's say you go to the doctor and let's say you need to have surgery. 
and uh, in the middle of your surgery, your mind is on, and you just immediately think of uh, some advice that you heard a little while back from another doctor. And you say, hey, doc, oh, by the way, I know you're in the middle of this surgery. Uh, maybe you want to try this. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. Not good, no. So you're going to that doctor, assuming that he has evaluated your situation and going to give you a holistic answer uh, to fix and solve your problem to the best of their ability, or really to help fix and solve the problem. And so, you know, same way with financial situation. If you're in a financial situation where, um, you know, they have not brought up ideas for solutions about some of the things we just discussed, then you're probably in a situation where they're not holistic. Doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means that's not what they do. And that's okay. That's okay. And that's why people make changes with their finances all the time. I know there was a study a couple of years ago, Wall Street Journal was talking about that people with a million dollar portfolios and higher, the percentage of people that were actually transitioning their assets from a lot of the big house firms and some of the other things to more boutique, more holistic firms uh, was astounding. And one of the reasons was is because of more of a holistic, well-rounded approach. I would and think, that's, it's just important. I would think personal service also would have to have to go into that as well. Because, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're in the cookie cutter kind of business and, they're, and yeah. they're putting you in that place where they're putting everybody because they got kind of a formula going, uh, mm -hmm. that's not where you want to be. No, it's not where you want to be. You know, and I was just meeting Randy with a guy that's actually with one of those big, a bigger bank uh, the other day. We were having a conversation. He's kind of in the financial role, the advisor role. And, you know, it's, it's really in conversating from that, from him, you know, it's really looked at it as though the, the bank owns the asset, not the advisor. And, and we've, we've experienced that where we've transferred assets from another firm uh, before in the past from a client. And, uh, you know, we had, it, we had a little bit of challenge to get the money over because they kind of looked at it as this is our money. And uh, even the client himself, you know, when, when we were transitioning the money, he was like, I cannot believe they're responding and reacting this way. He's like, this is my money. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. We see that we see that from time to time. But yeah, because the, the approach is different. The approach is different. So holistic, well-rounded really is important and, and really does matter. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. To sit down with Michael and talk about that kind of an approach for you, give us a call. Find us on our website. It's leanonthewall.com. Real easy. Down at the bottom of the page there, you can say request a review. You can write in a question in the contact area there. We would love to have a little contact with you there. We appreciate you listening to the radio show, however you're listening today. Or you can give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Continuing with our Ask Michael segment, we have one more question today, and that is, here we are in December, Michael. Mm. What should people be doing before the end of the year? A couple of weeks ago, you talked about RMDs, that required minimum distribution. That is one portion of this. But what else can people be looking at? Yeah, they definitely need to. That's a great question, right? Because it seems like, isn't it funny? You know, everybody has their New Year's resolutions. I remember Zig used to always say, that's nothing more than a New Year's confession. I confess I got to lose weight. I confess I got to get in shape. Oh, I confess, you know, and you go to all the gyms that are out there, you know, and they, they just get a huge uptick in uh, memberships the first couple months. And then, you know, of course, then things fade away. So year end, you know, before the end of this year, end of December here coming up soon, I think really what people need to be doing is definitely making sure they're taking their RMD. By the way, folks, if you do not take your required minimum distribution, there can be up to a 50% penalty for not doing that. So that's really important. The government wants to make sure you take your money out that you have to require them out because they haven't, you know, received any taxes on that yet. So that's number one. If you're working for a company 
One of the things you want to do is you want to make any year-end contributions that you may want to make. There might be, you might work for a company and they're in a situation where they match on your, on your investments. So you want to make sure you're doing that, especially if you're in what I call the financial red zone, which is, you know, about five to 10 years from retirement, you want to make sure that you take advantage of any of those matches possible in those retirement plans. The other thing you want to do is there is some tax planning on the portfolio that you must implement by the end of the year. So if you're in a situation where you want to take advantage of some strategic planning, you want to make sure that that's done by the end of the year. And there's there's a couple other things, but those are kind of some of the biggies. Charitable contributions, a big one. Sometimes folks will even go down the road of setting up some type of a nonprofit and donate to that itself. So there's a lot of different things that can be done, but those are a couple of the highlights you want to do for sure. Because obviously turning into the next year, you lose a lot of the opportunities that you had the previous year. They're gone. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, and this is that time of year where you say, you know what, I'd like to have a better position next year than I was in this year. I had to write a big check. You might want to look into some different tax-saving ideas, and that's a great spot for your conversation with Michael. Great start. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Well, Brett Baer from Fox News is coming to town. Michael had the opportunity to sit down with him, and we'll have that for you coming up next. What I want Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, folks, we've got a special guest here with us today. Joining us live is Brett Baer. He is, as many of you know, the chief political anchor, commentator, if you will, and has his own show on Fox and has for a long time. Brett, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I know we're going to talk about a lot of different things here. Uh, it's kind of fun. But before we jump into that, I just got a comment. I'm here on your site, brettbear.com, and I see you with the backswing on Pebble 18th. Uh, <laughs> great, great course. I was just back. I was just there two weeks ago. Is that your favorite course? Uh, one of them, definitely. It's uh, it's really special to play out there, and I've I've played in the AT and T a couple of times, and heading back uh, this February. Okay, well there you go, and you're probably uh, maybe six, seven under par each time, or ten. <laughs> no, I played in college, but I'm a I'm a giving four handicap. I'm a okay. <laughs> I'm a walking wallet essentially. <laughs> okay, well that's cool. Well, let me ask you this. I know obviously you've been in uh, media for quite some time in a variety of different capacities, but becoming a journalist initially, what was your motivation? What caused you to say, you know, this is really why I want to get into this field? I think telling stories was a big thing. In high school, I, I was the editor of the sports page of the newspaper. I interned at a, uh, at a TV station in Atlanta where I grew up and um, always was interested in how reporters, specifically uh, broadcast journalists 
told mm-hmm. stories in a way that was compelling for people to see them. And yeah. um, I decided that that was going to be my, my business pretty early on. So I bounced around small market TV um, in Rockford, Illinois, in Beaufort, South Carolina, in <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina. Wow. And then I started with Fox soon after Fox started. The Atlanta Bureau actually started in my apartment with a fax mm. machine and a cell phone. Wow. And, Isn't that um, a cool story? Almost 20 years ago. Wow. Now, when you were bouncing around, was it just trying to find your way or just better opportunities? Better opportunities. I mean, early in um, in a TV reporter's life, uh, you often bounce from network to network uh, trying to get the next the next rung on the ladder and mm-hmm. a bigger market, and that's that's what happened. And, you know, obviously we've just went through a huge political uh, season with uh, Trump coming out as the winner, and, uh, you know, it, it's amazing to me how media has changed through social media, um, you know, and all the different things coming out obviously it's changed a lot tremendously in our culture today. Do you, what do you think has been the biggest change and, and how do you think that affects media and the way stories are being told and, and quite honestly, people's trust of stories being told moving on in the future? I think it's changed dramatically in that uh, social media, one, enables people to let their feelings be known and you hear from viewers right away, real time, Mm. Uh, which can be good and bad, <laughs> depending yeah. on how uh, how they react to certain things. Wait Two, ten minutes before you post, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Two. It's I think tough to be a leader in today's mm. world. Just looking at from the politics point of view, you know, you make a decision, and that decision has already been around the world twice, and people yeah. have weighed in one way or another mm-hmm. uh, before you've even made the decision. For journalism. Um, there are a lot of different sites out there on the Internet that people email me all the time and say, why aren't you covering this? Why mm. aren't you covering this? And and often it's because it's just not true. Yeah. Um, so it's a competing environment, and it's changed the way that we do business. Yeah, and that's caused a lot of people – you're exactly right. It's amazing how many people uh, go on a rampage – and, you know, create a cause or whatever they want to do, you know, riot, whatever. And they're following things that are just totally untrue and, and, and that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's now, as far as being at Fox in general, what do you think that you enjoy most about that environment? Where you are right now seated? I mean, do you really, is this kind of, you feel like you're in your prime, you're rocking and rolling. Obviously your exposure, you know, with all your books coming out, we'll talk about that in a little bit, has been really uh, pretty neat. But do you really um, feel like this is where you are? This is what you've called to do long term? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's to be in a place uh, covering politics, covering uh, the nation's most important issues at mm-hmm. a time when people are paying close attention mm-hmm. uh, is a real privilege. It's a seat yeah. at history. And uh, I, I take it very seriously. And I, I think uh, it's been a great run at Fox. Um, I look forward to doing more long-form things. I do hour mm. specials on one topic that enables us to get into the into the weeds, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and be doing more of that. But having just been through this election, um, it's great to go back to the normal everyday grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the idea of storytelling for you it matters. Soundbite media, you'd rather not do. Yeah, I think. Listen, if if you have the opportunity to lay something out in a, a longer form, yeah, that that gives the viewer a chance to make a decision with 
with all the information. Mm-hmm. I think um, we're all better off for that. Sometimes in our busy lives, um, you know, 140 characters in a 15-second soundbite <laughs> is really all we seem to deal with. Yeah. Um, but the most enriching, uh, I think, a viewer uh, experience can be is one that uh, enables somebody to, to really dig in and watch and learn. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. I heard Carl Lentz say one time that if somebody said, well, what about this particular chapter in the Bible, uh, and they live their life on it, he said it'd be like walking into a movie and saying, minute 22, I'm going to build my life around that. You know, you got to look at it in context, and storytelling gives you that ability, and that's, I think that's pretty cool. Let me ask you this question in relation to campaigning just quickly. Do you think Donald Trump has changed the mold for good? You know, less dollars spent, won the election. Is it, is it changed for good in our future, in our country? I think people will be writing about this election for a long, long time. It'll be in the history books as far as the different way to run a campaign. But at the end of the day, as you look at all the analysis of this election, I think what was unique about it was that it was always a change election from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It was it was a change election, but we never, in the media and I think in the establishment parts of the country never got to the fact that people could get to that change. In other words, could get to Donald Trump being the Mm -hmm. change agent, the vessel. Mm. Um, And so I don't think it's going to be the template uh, by which all campaigns are run. Mm. Not everybody is Donald Trump. Not everybody Mm -hmm. has that name recognition or that ability to control the media day to day. Mm. Uh, And, you know, I think... Next time will be completely different if I had to make a bet. Well, I'll tell you, Brett, that's that's definitely interesting. I'm not a huge betting man for sure, but you know we'll certainly see what happens in the elections up to come. Uh, we're continuing the conversation here with Brett Baer. Hang around. This is the Wealth and Health Show. We'll be right back after this. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Having a great show and having a conversation with Brett Baer from Fox News. Uh, a lot of you are familiar with him. Great guy. And we talked last segment about a variety of different things. You're not going to want to miss. By the way, if you did miss... Uh, the segment previous, you're going to want to go to leanonthewall.com. Again, leanonthewall.com and click on radio media. If you got a question from the interview that we had here, or just question in general, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL. Again, that's 888-511-9255. And uh, Brett, you know, as we're sitting here and talking about things and, uh, you know, what's what's moving forward, I know we were talking a little bit about your new book uh, coming out. I want to just chat a little bit about that. So let me ask you this. You got a uh, you got another book coming out 
next year, but right now, Special Heart, um, and I've kind of looked through that a little bit, and it's it's an interesting story, and a lot of listeners may not be familiar with that. Um, could you give us just kind of a quick overview of what the book is about, and then maybe what was one of your biggest challenges when you wrote it? Yeah, the book's about our journey uh, with our son, Paul, who was born, um, given a clean bill of health when he was born, uh, but about a day later, um, really less than a day, he started turning pale, and a nurse mm. noticed that. Uh, they took him for tests. They thought it was a bacterial infection, and it turned out he had five congenital heart defects and had to have emergency open-heart surgery um, in a matter of days or he was going to die. Wow. So he did, had an eight-hour surgery as a 10-day-old baby boy mm. and um, survived that. And I described going through that process and and what our family dealt with. The fix that he had was mm. a donated baby aorta that connected, not to get too technical, but one part of his heart with another. And, wow. um, and it didn't grow with him. So in 10 months, he had to have another open-heart surgery. Mm. Since then, he's had a third open-heart surgery and eight angioplasties. And we talk about the process that we dealt with, not only with him, but with ourselves, about getting our head around how to deal with this. And the bottom line is that, you know, we were blessed, and um, we, I think, had a, a blueprint, a roadmap for people dealing with something tough, And I can tell you today, Paul is a nine-year-old thriving boy. He's the tallest kid in his class, and you would (laughs) never know on the playground. Um, But everybody has something. And Mm -hmm. the the message of Special Heart, which, by the way, all the proceeds go to pediatric heart research um, Mm. treatment, um, the message is um, you can get through it. You have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, for some people it takes different things to focus on. Yeah. Well, I, that's a great story. We, we have, um, I have a nine year old as well. And, uh, actually we have four children and uh, we had four, three and under at one point. So we tried to keep them all together. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah. That's we had juggling. Yeah. That was juggling. We were, uh, you know, it was uh, heavy lifting as I call it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it w- it was great. And you know, that is, that's, that is a great point because we live in a country, we live in a world where, you know, I heard it was said once you're either, you're either in a problem you've just come from a problem or you're getting ready to go in a problem. And uh, so I think reading through that for folks, by the way, if you're out there and you, you haven't picked up a book, you can go to specialheartfamily.com and check out more about Brett's book and uh, really check that out and see what it's all about. Great stuff. And, and Brett, last question that I have, I know you got to run here, but um, in your eyes, you know, obviously you're coming down to uh, speak at the Breakers here on December 14th, Wednesday, December 14th for a uh, prayer breakfast. It's going to be a great time, obviously benefiting the YMCA of Palm Beaches. Um, I've lived life in such a way that I'm a big believer of the fact that um, to whom much is given, much is required. We've been blessed in a lot of ways. We help manage wealth and do other things. How important is it in your eyes for folks to live a life focused on improving others' lives? I think it's a huge, huge thing. And I think, um, and it's, it's a quote that I use in special heart, uh, because Mm -hmm. that's how we, we look at it. You know, we are blessed, um, to number one, be in this country. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you look around the world, I think a lot of people would want to be in America, no matter how tough our problems are day to day, we live Mm -hmm. in a great country. And two, um, you know, 
my family has been blessed, so we feel like uh, we owe it uh, to others to give back. So that's one of the reasons I wrote Special Heart. It's one of the reasons that I give speeches around the country. I donate all the proceeds to um, Children's National, where our son was treated. And um, it doesn't have to be that. It could be Mm -hmm. that you just go to the soup kitchen every once in a while and help out, or you do something. and, And what happens is it changes you. Mm-hmm. It changes you for the better. And when you were changed, uh, suddenly maybe you could change somebody else. And you know what I love about that is your kids see that, and so they, they follow suit. They want to help out. They want to be a part, and that's that's really neat. Well, Brett, uh, I just want to say thanks for joining us today. If you haven't checked out his book, go to specialheartfamily.com. Make sure you come visit us Uh, at the YMCA, the prayer breakfast at the Breakers, December 14th. And we'll give you more information a little bit later in the show about how to connect with that. But again, Brett, thanks so much for taking some time to come on the show. It was great to be here. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy-to-read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Right now from Van Halen, which is one of the messages that we talk about every week. <laughs> it's really time to get to some of this, isn't it, Michael? I mean, I know we're at the end of the year and it's busy, but we, there are things that we really kind of should have on our priority list about getting our financial life together, aren't there? Well, it really is. And it, you know, I don't know why. It just seems easier sometimes not to. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you're just in a situation where you just, you don't, you don't think about it. You don't worry about it. Sometimes, you know, folks are in a situation where they have enough money, they have enough wealth that quite honestly, you know, a little market here, a little market there doesn't, it doesn't directly change their lifestyle. It's almost the government, mm-hmm. you know, and that we have a transition of power or change in a system. You know, people quite honestly, a lot of times are in a situation, Randy, where they're like, you know what? Hey, as long as it doesn't affect my day-to-day finances, I'm fine. Well, now you, people are in a situation several years later with the Affordable Care Act. Some call it Obamacare. You know, I mean, they're starting to see their insurance premiums go through the roof. We're seeing changes in companies. So things are starting to affect people. And now they're starting to say, wait a minute. And I believe personally some of those reasons are why we had some of the landslide we did in the election. Mm-hmm. And and unfortunately, that's sometimes what it takes for people with their wealth. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to be a beacon here and say, listen, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, red flashing lights. Uh, let's get let's get a plan in place. Let's get things together. Listen, you might be in a situation where you're just fine. But uh, at the end of the day, you always want to try and prepare in advance it's not that challenging. It's not that much uh, work and, and labor intensive. It's just really taking an hour out of your week. I mean, it's really what it is. And you get your situation in order. Uh, and that's really, really important. So, yeah, I mean, I think it is important. You know, I think year end, you always want to use these times. They're what I call triggers. You know, somebody retires from a company, somebody sells a business, someone has someone pass away and they inherit money. Those are all triggers uh, as to why 
Uh, people say, you know, maybe I should get a second set of eyes or just in general get a second set of eyes. Uh, a life event comes up, whatever it may be, on what we're doing. So, yeah, those are all important things for sure. Well, you bring up a good point because I think that, you know, the last two years, everybody has been so focused on the election. Everybody's been so focused on interest rates. And uh, mm. in some aspect, the politicians have kind of kicked the can down the road. And many of us maybe have as well. And now here we're finally past some of that stuff. And now we're looking at the markets. We're all wondering what would happen after the election. Well, here it is, Michael. It, it didn't go down like we thought. It, it has actually gone on up. And so what are your observations on what's happening right now? Well, an interesting point, you know, the markets, you know, the S&P anyways, is around the 2000s per se. And here's the big point. The point is, is when you take a look at the market and you look at and you track it over time, if you go online, folks, I'm going to challenge you to do this. You go online, just go to macrotrends.net or just Google search a 20 year uh, S&P chart. Here's what you're going to see. You're going to basically see that if you would have bought and hold, you know, did the old buy and hold for the last 20 years, the market really has not gone anywhere. Now, there's some dividends in there and some different things that we're not uh, accounting for. But for the most part, the market has not gone anywhere. If you look at the chart, I mean, it's as clear as, you know, this microphone that I'm looking at right now. I mean, it really is clear when you see that. And then when you go back over to the course of history, you got to ask yourself, why did the markets move the way they did during the uh, early 80s, 1982 to about 2000? And I believe a lot of that has to do with the baby boomer generation, where they are in a situation where they're pumping money into the system. You know, the boomers were uh, really one of the first generations, Randy, in the country where a lot of pensions and things like that started to go away. So people were in a situation where they had to start taking ownership for their own future retirement. And, you know, so companies allowed the opportunity for this neat little 401k or a 403b or a profit sharing or a deferred comp or, you know, whatever it may be. So from that perspective, you got a huge generation of people, 78, 70, 77, 78 million people pumping money every single month into their retirement accounts, which obviously is going to be a positive thing for the market. I mean, money is the fuel that makes things move in a lot of ways. So that was the uptick there. Well, now when you see a lot of those boomers retiring in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, we're starting to see that market kind of in a sideways trend. So, you know, what will the market do from here on out? I think we're obviously it's, you know, here's, here's the honest answer. You're going to see the markets for sure. I can tell you this, Randy, without any uh, fear or doubt, are going to go one of three ways. <laughs> I know what's coming here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's either going to go up, it's going to go down, or it's going to go sideways. There right? it is. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. One of those three ways it's going to go. Well, the interesting point is this. Obviously, we can look at charting. We can look at trending. We can look at what pushed the markets. You know, we can make our own evaluation. And I really believe there's a, uh, there's a case that we could see uh, more of a downturn than an upturn. That's my personal opinion. Uh, based on all the analysis that I've done. I think we're we're not alone in that analysis. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't necessarily want to be in the herd mentality any either. I don't want to be doing what everybody else is doing because everybody else in 2008 lost a bunch of money. So we need to be paying attention, uh, and that's why we do what we do. So from my perspective, regardless of which way the market goes, Randy, we need to be prepared. That's why it's crucial to have the right plan in place. So that way we have opportunity if the market is going to go up. We're a little bit more cautious now, but if the market goes down, we're okay. We have some uh, pieces of our portfolio that's off market. We have other pieces that have calculated risk. We have a uh, technology that we wrap around our portfolio that gives us the ability to protect uh, on the downside as well. So all of these things are crucial to prepare regardless of the direction of the market. And that's 
the kind of thinking that I think we need to have when we're looking at our wealth is be prepared regardless of the direction. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, and we're just about to wrap up for today. Before we go, I want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with Michael to sit down and have that conversation. If where we are now concerns you, it concerns you about where we are going forward, that's a perfect place for you to sit down with Michael and have that conversation and talk about it. It's 888-511-WALL. 888-511-9255 or again, leanonthewall.com. Michael, we just have a few moments left. We'll give you the last word for today. Yeah, you know, uh, Randy, it's interesting. Uh, my son, as you know, just turned nine and he's got a, he wanted a kayak for his birthday. We got him that. He calls it the SS Cyrus. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so he gets on there and, and what the interesting part is, is he, he wants to make sure that he's safe, right? So he's sitting in the kayak, he's doing his thing, but he's got his life vest on, life jacket on. And, and I think that's really the key. We want to put a life jacket around our portfolio. So my question for folks is, what are you doing to put a life jacket? Or what have you done to put a life jacket around your portfolio? And that's really, really important as we live life because it brings peace of mind. It allows us the ability to be a better steward because we're focusing on things that matter. So folks, if you have questions, give us a ring. But I just want to challenge you this next week to look to add value to someone uh, that can give you nothing in return. Look to add value to someone that can give you nothing in return. And until next week, uh, if you missed previous parts of the show, visit us at leanonthewall.com. But until next week, here's to living well in any economy. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. Investment advisory services offered through Wall Private Wealth. Wall Private Wealth and Wall Financial Group, Inc. are not affiliated. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now.